Welcome into The Drive with A.D. and Raf. Former Husker football national champion, speaker, and author, Aaron Davis. Nebraska will win the national championship. The Cornhuskers beat Miami. It is history, 13-0, and bring that trophy back to Lincoln. Former Arena Football League quarterback, former head coach of the Capital City Crush, and guru of Husker football history, Chris Rath. 25 straight wins for the Cornhuskers. One of the most dominating stretches in college football history. We may have seen one of the best teams in the history of college football tonight. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back here on The Drive. You might be wondering why I have been opening the show here. Oh, look at who decides to join us. It's just me and, uh, me just, and my co-host, Aaron Davis. Jay Gates is here live yeah, exactly. running the show. Rap. And uh, we appreciate Aaron stopping by. <laughs> thanks to uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks to AD for being a part of this thing. Oh, sorry. Mike's not on. Oh. <laughs> you knuckleheads. Hey. Uh, oh, so I hear the music. I'm sitting there talking to Jake. Punctual, and punctuality is yeah, key. Yeah, I'm sitting there talking to Jake, and I hear the music. I'm like, all right, I got to go back in, expecting to see you and or Raph. <laughs> and Jay's just in here by himself. Jay's and like, I go, I go crickets. Chirp, 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 Look, I got the call you did. Jay, you've night. done this a lot of times. I've time, done this so. a lot. I'm a seasoned professional. He's a professional. And I got the call last night that they may need some help. <laughs> <laughs> Based on based on Chris's uh, celebrations last night for, for his birthday, so they did you get the yeah. same text that I did at ten forty five? Well, I, they knew the ship was sinking, <laughs> so they called me earlier. It was like nine to ten. They're like, "We're taking on water. This boat is not. We're not. We're not going to get. We're not. We're not doing well." Mayday! Mayday! Mayday. So they called the Coast Guard about nine thirty. The best part. The best. I think the best part of last night was Raf Facebook messaged me instead of texting me. Why does he do he, that? I don't know. Okay. I, I look at. I, I get the notification of a Facebook message, and it's from. Raph and it just says go to bed and it's at 9 10 p.m what? okay here's and i was like what is going i said are you guys still at cap and he goes yeah but we're gonna head to lancaster's and that's when i was like oh i know where this night's gonna go <laughs> i know exactly what this night's gonna look here's like here's the thing morning. that's creep i love my boy i love my guy i love my boy rav he just i don't know if he's just up looking at who's up <laughs> Because, dude, I'll get a message, like, at 1.30 in the morning. Go to bed. Why are you, like, why, why you in bed? Why are you sweating me, man? I'm turning my notifications off. I don't, I don't want people to know if I'm up or not. Raph's the one that looks through Facebook friends to see who's online at that time. And he's like, ah. Oh, spot on, hey, Nick. Hey, you up? Naj, spot on. So, Jay, I see those texts. I'm like, there'll be times I'm traveling. You know, I'll get into a hotel because Jay, you travel a lot too. Yeah. You know, one thirty-two. I'll see a my message on Facebook Messenger. Ad, go to bed, dude. Why ain't you in bed? Why are you worried about what I'm doing? I, I, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Raph has a lot of time on his hands. He, he must have a lot of time on his hands, man. He's got a lot of time, but he's handling some work situations right now. But yeah. nevertheless, Jay, man, thanks for joining us in the studio. Uh, you're not a guest. You're part of the uh, the, the ticket family. Jay, what is life like for you right now? First of all, your daughter. First of all, congrats to baby girl. Jeezy. She did the dang thing. My girl Jeezy. She did the dang thing, man. Hey, and you can't tell her nothing right now. Tell <laughs> hey, t- tell tell the listeners what she accomplished in track this year, man. Well, I mean, I'm not. I, I'm a, I'm a proud dad. I so want you to I, brag. I no, to, I want you to brag. I don't want to take up the whole show. Okay, so 
my kids work really, really hard on their own, right? So mm-hmm. Landry, um, track is her – I mean, she's a pretty good athlete all around. She's she a can, very good athlete. She can play any sport, but track and basketball are her focuses. And she's done well in track, but she – she hasn't dominated. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna lie. She has not dominated, but she's been very, very good. She's won some heats, won some meet, done well, but she was right there in the top echelon of where she needed to be in the Class B middle school level. Um, and her PR, I'll just give you the long jump story. Her PR was like 16-2, and she qualified for state. And there were a number of jumpers during the season that had done better than that. Mm-hmm. So. My attitude was like, this girl just needs to get a PR. I think any parent was going to be, hey, you get your PR, do your best, and let it let it lay, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <And> we <laughs> get out there to to Gothenburg, and uh, like I said, her personal best was sixteen two, and then there was another girl from Gretna that had consistently kicked her butt all year long. Um, Landry came out first jump went sixteen six. Oh wow. Took her PR, and she hit the board. I mean, you look at the video. I mean, you can't hit the board any better. The girl flew like 16 feet, 6 inches, and there wasn't a jump to be had that came even close. I think second place. Actually, Landry got second place because Landry, her last jump of the day was 16, 2 which beat her own personal record. Mm -hmm. And then the girl who they gave second, but Landry had the two best jumps, then the the girl who got third was a girl from Gretna, and she just kind of had an off day, but she jumped fifteen eleven. So my daughter won the state championship, which uh, was crazy. big. Congrats, Amazing. man! Yeah, it was very. We're very 16 proud. Sixteen feet, Jay. Yeah, let me for let an me, eighth grader. That's insane. Let me ask you this, yeah. man. Um, as a father, I mean, you both have kids that that are that age or older, etc. What was that feeling like for you? And Kendra, it's just cool to see your kids achieve their dreams, right? It's not like we're uh, the Earl Woods or the Tiger type parents, you know, whipping our kids and forcing them to do these mm-hmm. things. These are we've exposed them to a lot of stuff. This is what they decide they want to do, and then, you know, I think Kendra would tell you too that we see the work, right? Like, yeah, I see. Like, I came home yesterday from traveling, and I see Jacks going to the stadium with anyone that will go to go mm. play catch, to throw him the ball, to you know, run routes or or train, you know? I mean, that internal flame has to be lit internal at this flame. level. And um, both my kids have it. You know, that internal flame, like, I don't have to wake him up. You know, especially for Jax right now. He's very, very excited he's about what He's up. Like, you know, I mean, so it's not like I'm down there, look, you got practice, get up, get up, you know? Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, that, like I said, it's an internal flame that at this point, if it's not lit, you know, I don't care how much you want your kids to be successful. That internal flame has got to be burning. What he just mentioned, folks, uh, Jay, you know, I'm I'm going to, um, in fact, I'm typing in my phone right now because I'm going to share that with some athletes when I'm traveling again. I like how you said internal flame. And that is, you know, it's, it's self-explanatory. That's something you have to have. Either you have it or you don't. Yeah. You look at what Landry has done in track and only in eighth grade. Yeah. Okay. Freshman coming up this year. She'll be a freshman. Jackson will be a senior. She's going to be scary. Mm-hmm. You got Jackson. I will uh, – me and Jackson, because Jay's not on social media a whole lot. Facebook, but he's not on the stuff. He's got him, but he's not on there a lot. He's- Has Raph ever Facebook messaged you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 Usually about the show, he's not checking on when I'm going to – 
he, he, he doesn't tuck me in with with. He doesn't tuck you in. Yeah, he doesn't tuck me in with sweet. Dude, go to Jay Gates. <laughs> go to sleep, sleepy. <laughs> you know, Jax is a guy on on Instagram. There's a lot of uh, receiver videos. Yeah, and I will shoot him little videos. He goes, appreciate that, aunt. Appreciate that, aunt. Yeah. Appreciate that, aunt. And you see Jackson going out there. He'll be a senior going into it uh, at Norris High School. Uh, receiver, long, athletic, explosive. Jay, what's been the biggest thing for you? I'm not saying for you. What has been the, the biggest jump you've seen that Jax has made so far postseason in football? This this season from January to now, Jax is, like I said, he's done everything that he needed to do, and I have to give mad props to our former teammate, uh, Steve Warren in the Warren Academy. Uh, Jax went up there after, you know, Norris had a lackluster season, a losing season. Jax was a part of it, but he wasn't the focus. Um, so he didn't have the statistics, didn't have the numbers. There was no, you know, so off from Air you, know Force you, Academy. Came, you came, you came to one of his games, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, so it's pious. Yeah. So Jax didn't have the exposure that he really probably should have. Plus he, I mean, you look and stand next to Jax now, even Warren, who Steve has known Jax since 7th or 8th grade. He was coming down to Norris games to for his kids. and mm-hmm. um, you know. But Jax was a late bloomer, physically. And now he's been blessed, and he's been more than blessed. How tall is he right now? He's six, pushing 6'2", six 180 pounds, 175 mm. pounds. And, I mean, the kid's way better than I ever was now. I mean, he could jump. He's got 36 inches of vert, and, I mean, he's just – He's got long, the wingspan is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, like you said, I mean, so that exposure, doing Warren's showcase camp in January, got him on the radar just for coaches to look at him and be like, God, this kid, I could. The measurables. I, yeah, the measurables were there. Mm-hmm. And any coach, and I've been around football long enough, D1, D2, whatever, college, but I'm a dad, right? So I always have right. that caveat, like, that's my boy. I need someone else to look at him. And so right. I asked Steve, and I asked, fortunately, you know, Tony Velan and those mm-hmm. guys, and they worked him out. Mm-hmm. Tony Velan came up, you know, Super Bowl guy, and worked him out and said, this guy's got potential. He's not perfect. Mm-hmm. He's not a five-star guy. I mean, everyone told me that. I was like, hey, he needs to work, and mm-hmm. he needs to learn. But a lot of the things he had never been exposed to. Right. And I'm not a coach. I'm a dad. So I can't sit there and – evaluate how he's turning his hips and, right. and all that kind of stuff. So mad props to the Warren Academy for getting his mind right and getting him a little bit of exposure. And then Jax has done all the rest of the work. He's done all of it. A- Jay, go ahead. A- I'm sorry. A- go amen, ahead. amen on the I'm a dad and I'm not a coach. Mm. Mm. I mean, I mean, because you want to talk about mm. something that gets – mistaken mm-hmm. time and time again and mm-hmm. this is more on the scope of like youth sports and that and, yeah. and some of the most important parts of of their athletic career the developmental stage where it's not as much about winning games and that's not the only thing that matters so i i just think that's so crazy because it's the coach said i'm he, my son's not good enough but i know how good he is he he could be playing on a on a higher level team but we're not going to like that kind of conversation yeah. is so um, active in today's mm-hmm. youth sports world where, once again, it's also doing a disservice because they hear from you how great they are when in reality there's a lot of work to do. Right. Well, right. and that's – and I've and I i that, I've stayed away from that. I mean, I'm yeah. always going to be honest with Jax, 
right? Yeah. The one thing I've told Jax, because I've been there and watched it, that's the other thing is I've been on the D1 level. I'm around D1 athletes every single day of you my, you know, so I know a D1 athlete. So I've told Jax, Jax, you are every bit. I want. I mean, I wanted to make sure his confidence was there. Mm-hmm. That way when people say, oh, you're a Class B kid, you're doing it at Class B, or mm-hmm. uh, you're not, you know, there's a lot of haters out there, and you got to blow that noise out, right? Right. So I've always been Jax's number one fan. Mm-hmm. I've been a dad when I need to be a dad, you know, mm-hmm. like sat him down or taking his phone or when he makes mistakes. I'm mm-hmm. still a dad, more like a life coach than a football coach. But yeah. at the same time, I'm his number one supporter because I right. can see it, right? I watch him develop into a D1 player. Now he's got his first D1 offer. Yeah. So, you know, haters be damned. I also think it's like part of like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also think it's like part of like stay in your lane. Under yeah, understand like understand your lane. I don't I, don't as, don't try to don't try to be something that you're not as a parent, right? Don't yeah. try to be that coach. And that's you sports specifically. I mean, that's that's a huge issue. I is agree. is parents Nick, getting you, in the way? You being at D bat, I'll never forget the story. And I got two things. First of all, for Nick, and I got one for Jay here in a second before we go to break. I'll never forget the story that you shared, Nick, with that kid that came to your establishment. Oh yeah. Share that story with you, would. Okay, so I've said it a couple times on the air, but it's so, I mean, just it's it's gut wrenching, obviously. You know, so I used to give lessons, and this this kid who was probably in fifth or sixth grade at the time, so old enough to understand like whether or not he wants to play baseball or whether or not he wants to do something else or doesn't want to do something else. He comes in and he he was like, yeah, I'm just not really in the mood to do this, <laughs> and like, so here's what happened. Is I'm asking him, like we're about halfway through this hour lesson, and and the, the lessons aren't cheap. Like instruction's not cheap, and I I asked him, I was like, hey man, like, do you want to be here? Like, do you want to do this? And he goes, nah, I really I really enjoy playing tennis, and I really enjoy doing science projects. And this is why I'm a dad. And I go, I go, there. I go. Well, then I said, dude, why are we here? Hmm. And he goes, my dad forced me, <laughs> and that. I said, well, have you told him? Oh, yeah. I tell him every single time we come. that I, I just I, I just don't love baseball like I used to. But he played baseball, and so I, I have to love baseball. And he goes, I want to play tennis. I want to do stuff with school. I want to I do all that thing. So I'm sitting there going, I, I ended the lesson. I, I, I stopped it after that because I'm like, number one, you're wasting your time. You're not getting anything out of it. Right. I'm not getting anything out of it. And it's, if anything, it needs to be a wake-up check to the parents of like, dude, listen to your kid. There now, are. it's very important that they're doing something. I, I, that's why it's important where it's like, I want to do tennis. I want to do all this stuff with, with academics because mm-hmm. I enjoy that stuff. I'm not saying go let, let them go sit at home, sit at home, do nothing all day, right? Because it's important to, to do something and to love something. But I've, I said it when I went on a rant on the air a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was a good rant. That, it wasn't a rant. You were speaking if, the truth. If, if you're if – you're, 12, 13, 11-year-old, whatever age that they are, child is brave enough to stick up for themselves and tell the one person or the two people in their lives, their mom and dad, that they don't want to do something when they know it's going to disappoint you. I mean, that that speaks volumes to me Mm, because it is it is I, I I can just imagine like. At twelve years old, like my, my dad, I don't want to. I don't want to make him mad. Like he's the one guy that in my in my right. world that I'm like, I don't want to disappoint my dad. Mm-hmm. And knowing in that in that guy's in that in that player situation, when I tell my dad I don't want to play, it's gonna it's it he he gets mad. 
And I'm like, the fact that 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 tells me that there's a lot of priorities, priorities that get screwed up, that, because you're playing for your or your your child is playing for you mm-hmm. rather than playing for themselves. That's a fine line. That's a fine line. And so, and it, you're, you're absolutely right. And there's a lot of parents out there who will say, "Well, they say that, but then they get out there and they have a blast and they're having fun." And so, you know, I mean, there's a very fine line. But I agree with you. As your kids get older, that's why you see these kids basically <laughs> retire. Retire, right? retire and don't even years talk old. to their parents. The yeah, relationship I mean, is fractured. Well, but I mean, they, kids know, right? I remember mm-hmm. Jack's similar story. Jack's played baseball. He played everything, right? Yeah. I remember the first year he did baseball, <laughs> and I personally am not a baseball fan. Yeah. But I watching sixth graders or whatever it was was very painful for me. <laughs> but, but I remember Jax came off the field one day and said, Dad, do I have to do this next year? And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> you if just if, hugged him and embraced him. That's that's, not, let's go get if, some ice cream. If that's, if that's the decision. If that's it's the, the third inning right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you're done. You're done. You're done. We're done. So Got to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, I, but Landry, same thing. Landry said, I'm done with this, right? And she's and, and they and they'll, the kids will tell you, but you see these 12, 13, 14. Yeah. Old kids who've been forced to play since third grade, they're just like I'm done. No matter how talented they are, they just that internal flame is not lit. It's no. it's interesting because Ad, you said that then kids won't talk to their parents down the road, and that's interesting because like I'm sitting here right now, and my parents and I never talk about my select baseball days. They never. Then we don't care. No. And I'm like sitting there going, it, it, it puts things into perspective because when you get older. Nobody gives a damn about who you exactly. played for when you were ten. Raph, who was the like quarterback re- from USC that won't even talk to his dad? The the Bally. My brother played. My brother went to high school, San Juan Capistrano. My old really? brother played with. Yeah, well, my brother he didn't play, but he was at school. That Todd Marinovich, he yeah. wasn't even allowed to have McDonald's, no, like no. nothing. And then, then he it got was to, horrible. Yeah. Nick, I mean, look up that story. Yeah. It, it, this probably story is, what, 20 years old maybe? Oh, 30. 90, yeah, that was 1992, 91. Yeah, 92, 91. Yeah. His dad he graduated just, high school in 89. It was bad. One. Yeah. Nick, it was bad. And there's Jeez. many more stories like that that are out that's, there. That's just crazy because, like, even, like, a, a lot of a lot of younger kids will switch teams in in select or you know travel sports oh, they because the coach, because the, the parents, parents don't don't because they, oh, yeah. they weren't getting played enough and and they they run from the issue only to find out that the same issue at the other place is, and so that coach is bad they're dealing with symptoms and, not the problem but here's the I was gonna say it's the whole point that th- point the thumb like mm-hmm. look at look at yourself in the mirror and understand that it might be the way that that you have this view of of you sports and so. It's it's just it's a it's a rabbit hole and well, it's it's dark. Well, a few texts on here, Nick. It, it lines up exactly what you said. First of all, Tyler says, uh, um, actually, Chase B. We'll, we'll get to these. Uh, Gates, you think you could help the NHL refs during the playoffs? They've been atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, I delivered it to Norris High. Chase B. Good to see you, man. Um, Tyler says here, I'm a youth coach on upper level softball team. We had a couple girls leave because their parents thought they should play more, etc. Guess what? Different team. No change. Same thing. Yeah, and, and uh, you know what's funny is the parents, the ones, the ones who pay. I mean, they have the financial wherewithal to put their kids on any team, right? So their kids go from these elite, supreme. Oh, they're playing in Omaha. They do this, yada yada yada. They waste all this money on their kid because they can. 
all the way till they get to high school, and a coach says, "You're not on varsity. Sit right. down. Sit down. Right. I don't care if you are on the select team. You are on JV like every other freshman." And then the parents go nuts. You're like, "Yeah, you basically wasted twenty thousand dollars over the last fifteen years, or whatever it is. Your kid's not that good, mm-hmm. you know." And that mm-hmm. there's no better barometer than when they just get sat down. But now we're starting to see where the money is involved in high school, yeah. as well. Yeah. As it, it started now to really involve the, the politics are just through the roof. It's, it's bad. I, I know I know coaches, both head coaches and assistant coaches, that have stopped coaching in multiple sports because they don't want to deal with the politics of it. The, the politics are it's just so it's it's gotten so much worse. And I don't know how we fix it. I mean, it's it's just that's just kind of the way it's going to go because there are there are parents out there that are okay with spending ten thousand dollars on a summer season because they think it's going to get their kid recruited. But once again, it's I I don't I have buddies that are college coaches and they say we don't care about where you went to high school. We don't care about how much time you like the playing time doesn't even matter that much. It's it's the work ethic. It's the body of work. And it's when you've gotten opportunities, how do you look? How do you mm-hmm. how do you handle the opportunities? Mm-hmm. Because if a, if a college coach is truly doing their job, that's the those are the things they're looking for. Well, and if the kid's good enough, I don't care where they're at. Include in the perfect example, I'll, I could use mm-hmm. Jax as a good example because I had way many people telling me he is not going to get recruited from Norris High yeah. School. Blah 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 blah. But look at the kid, and I I mean, and Jax has right. If you're good enough. You get the exposure, you could do it. But the kid out of Ainsworth, right? Carter. Yeah. I mean, he's got yeah. Nick Saban flying into Ainsworth. Yeah. Marcus so, Freeman from yeah, Notre Dame. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, what's he right now? Fortieth in 40th, the country. Fortieth best player in the country. Mm-hmm. They'll find you. They will find. They will you. find you. They will find you. Shane Game Lincoln does not lie. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Shane Lincoln says that's a, such a great message, especially with baseball. There's so much constant failure wrapped up in baseball that if you don't have that internal flame, internal flame. It's just brutal. Todd Stove says there's no there's a pressure for the kids in youth sports, and I've never put pressure on my kids. I'm doing sports. My boys, uh, my boy does Ninja Warrior because he's legit loves it. But I'm so glad my kids don't want to play baseball or soccer, whatever, because of the insane cause. So many sports have become rich kid, well, rich kid sports. Travis and Lincoln says I coach youth high school sports. It's all controlled by parents and or money. That's it. Very unfortunate. AJ says I have two kids and they are playing on doing a cheap sport. Rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> H.A., those are some tough kids, man. Folks, we'll be back more with Jake Gates. We got Nick Naj in the house. <laughs> Raph and AD. This is The Drive. 9.7 ticket. Naj. Nah.